All right, let me do that again. Three, two, one. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the A1 Academy podcast. It is a show where we're sort of freestyling. It is a show. <laughs> Bro, I can't do this again. It's been a while. <laughs> All right, that's one take. That's one take, though. I'm not going to repeat it. I'm not going to repeat anything else. All right, everybody, welcome to the A1 Academy podcast, a show where we talk about a bunch of stuff. Technically, we don't necessarily know the bigger format, um, a solidified format for this podcast. We're kind of just freestyling some of the concepts that I've been thinking about for the past few days. So for now, we're just trying to have fun. But essentially, what we want to get through to this podcast is just express some of the ideas, some of the lessons that we've learned for the week and try to concisely and effectively communicate it to the audience out there so that you guys can be you know um you guys can learn from it and as well as enjoy the information that you're taking in right so before we actually get started let's just get into let's just get into the syllabus so that everybody can get in their p's and q's and get acclimated to the type of environment that we're trying to set up for this podcast right so as you can see we don't necessarily have a lot of rules right and by the way this is jerb's first time actually hearing me explain this <laughs> so me and jerb never really discussed how the podcast was going to be made i just told him what the name was going to be and then just keep it as a surprise so essentially what's going to happen for the podcast is that there's going to be two lectures and one lunch break right so the two lectures as you can see one of them is going to be for me and one of them is going to be for you but Obviously, I don't necessarily want to put too much pressure on you. If you don't want to hold the lecture, that's absolutely fine. But uh, for future podcasts, just so we can have a very, very, you know, um, diverse uh, set of opinions and stuff like that. It'll be great if you want to join in for a lecture and stuff like that. Right. So each lecture is going to take around 20 minutes max as well as the lunch break. The lecture is going to be more and more... Um, it's going to be more uh, organized while the lunch break is going to be more freestyle, kind of just like a free form kind of discussion type of panel. Right. So during the lectures, the lectures doesn't necessarily have to take 20 minutes because I don't want it to take 20 minutes. Actually, I want it to take around five minutes to 10 minutes max, ideally. And then we just leave the rest of the minutes for a discussion, whether it be between us or maybe some of the people on the chat, too, as well. Right. And. What else do I have to say about that? Whatever happens, I will cut it off at 20 minutes because you already know how I feel about taking too long. <laughs> right? As a matter of fact, let me actually let me actually put a timer up. You're not going to see it on your end. It's just going to be for me to see. Yo, just so I, I can keep track. I, I tend to stay on topic. You know, pretty topic focused person. That's Come what on. I am. You can take some accountability. You know you can't t stay on topic that long. It's the same thing for me. Like, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, communication is a very difficult skill, especially at this day and age where people don't necessarily, you know, with the with the rise of social media and stuff, everybody's kind of disconnected and don't necessarily know how to hold a conversation in the first place. So, you know, it's there's, there's, no, there's no harm in it. And also podcasts, as I have learned, they tend to be a little bit more uh, concise and organize those are the ones that i usually enjoy the more uh enjoy the most instead of the podcast that is more free flow where people are just interrupting each other not letting each other finish their ideas it's not fun to listen to it's very frustrating 
but I can't I don't really want to name examples right now. But anyways, let's get back to the syllabus. So second second rule, do not interrupt the lecturer. Okay? Now we would like everybody to pay attention because there's gonna be a point where the lecturer is gonna pass it off to the chat and others to ask any questions so we can have a back and forth discussion. Right? But during the lecture, please do not interrupt. And third, uh, last but not least, no misbehaving. Keep it respectful. Keep it productive. And that's about it. So since this is the first episode, by the way, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, it's just going to be one lecture because I didn't really plan for two lectures on this one. I only planned one, right? So we'll have one lecture, then we'll have one lunch break, and then we'll just call it a day. So call it like a half day, pretty much. Just like when the new semester begins, you're just reading the syllabus. You're not really getting into much. You're just trying to get acclimated to the environment. That's all. Okay. So one lecture and a lunch break, and then we're off. Cool. Cool. Does anybody have any questions before we continue? <laughs> you don't have to raise your hand. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to ask. What's up? What time is lunch? What time is lunchtime? After the first lecture. So when we get past the syllabus... I'm gonna get. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to go through what kind of lesson I want to give out to everybody else, and then we'll take a break afterwards. Yeah. That's really it. Yeah, and lunch break we can just go all off, pretty much. My specialty. Is that it? Yeah, that was it. Okay, cool. I got, I got everything. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I get. I get the organization part of it. I get why it's needed. Yeah, I understand. Okay, cool. All right. But as far as like you holding your own lectures, are you okay with it? I'm usually yeah. just going to give you all the freedom in the world to do whatever format you want. The lecture that I'm going that I'm going to be doing is centered around PowerPoint just cuz you know, during my school days, expressing ideas usually is easier when I have a PowerPoint that I have to follow through, right? Cuz I can't keep all of the ideas in my head organized i need some sort of like um i need some sort of resource that i can use to like keep my head straight all right but yeah you can free flow if you want I, you don't necessarily need to have a third screen to show images to everybody but ideally it'll be great if you have some clips that we could react to just like some of the clips that i'm about to show so that everybody can get a better grasp of what the lesson's going to be right cool awesome Okay, so moving on, moving on, before we actually get to the lecture, uh, let's actually insert some shameless plugs here. All right, so right now we are live at twitch.tv slash hidden messiah. That is hidden as in the hidden leaf village, and that is messiah as in M-A-S-A-Y-A. -A -A. So that is twitch.tv slash hidden messiah. Please come through to the podcast. We usually hold it on Thursdays, 12 p.m. Eastern time. So... If you guys want to come in, join and chat, uh, please feel free to do so and catch us live. Um, if you don't catch us live, you can catch us on youtube.com slash hidden messiah. And let me actually pull it up right here. Man, I should have I should have actually like prepared that. <laughs> do not I, the whole slide for the shapeless plug and then have the easy access to it. Yo, facts. Okay. Uh, you can't even really see it, but it's Hidden Messiah. I do ha We do have some episodes in there from previous podcast episodes that we've had. 
So if you guys want to go check out check that out, please check us out on youtube.com slash Messiah. But yeah, if you don't catch us live right now, um, you can just, um, I'll probably uh, post it right here so you guys can catch it later on, pretty much, right? And last but not least, please uh, subscribe to us on our other channel, which is Messiah and Jerb. Now, this one's very, very hard to find because we're not popping, which is fine. Okay, but if you guys want to see um, all of our other videos, usually we do a lot of react videos and commentate on stuff like uh, anime, life, bunch of different stuff. We don't necessarily have a lot, but you know, check us out anyways. Do you have anything you want to say? I have a question. What's up? Every time I search up the channel on YouTube, it does this thing where I put Messiah and Jerb, and then they ask me, hey, did you mean Messiah and Jerb? I'm like, is there some uh, secret symbol somewhere in there that's different because it corrects me back to Messiah and Jerb and then it shows up the channel weird I, oh I don't know what you mean yeah if you put it on YouTube it's, I don't know why but let me see if it still does it yeah. let me put let me write Messiah and Jerb right and Jerb cool using the same symbol and everything and see instead of, it says showing results for Search instead Messiah and Jerry. Like, yeah, that's what I want. And now it shows the channel. It's weird. I don't know why it does that. Maybe it's because we're just not that popping. So it, it thinks we're we not. want something else. Yeah. So if you guys want to find us, type in Messiah and Jerb and then Attack on Titan or Messiah and Jerb, then Invincible. It'll probably pop up pretty easy in that one. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure since uh, a lot of people are doing this, I'm probably going to upload some clips from the podcast into this channel. So tune in for that. Tune in for that. All right. But yeah, that's all the shameless plugs that we have. I don't know if we have anything else. That's pretty much all we have. Right. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. So this first part of the podcast actually ends a little bit early. So I'm going uh, to bring it on to you guys again. If you have any questions before we get to the first lecture. And by the way, I apologize that I'm speaking fast. I have to talk a little bit slower and stop using big words. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like it's a bit too much information all at once. Yeah. But it is what it is. I was just thinking, technically speaking fast doesn't become an issue until it becomes ununderstandable. <clears throat> Not okay. understandable. So it, it should be... As long as I'm clear, because yes. I do fumble up a lot of words and it starts to get warbly as far as my vocabulary goes. So I need to practice. How do you say it again? How I accentuate certain like accents or something like that? Yes. I'm not sure. Don't I'm worry. Sure. I'll let you know when you're mumble rapping. That's what I call it. I always call it mumble rapping. <laughs> I call it mumble rapping. I was There's about like to call it that one too. I was about yeah. to call it like that too. Okay. You know what you say. Just your voice sometimes just starts mumbling through it. <laughs> I got a mumble rapping. Alright, cool. So transitioning into the first lecture. Let me play this Japanese school bell. You know you know in the anime when they just start like uh dun 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 dun. Man, I I wish I could play it to you, but you're not gonna hear it on your end. But I'm gonna play it on my end for everybody else to hear. I'll look it back through it just to see, just to know how it sounds. 
That is really loud. Okay. All right, let me stop that. <laughs> I have to adjust that sound a little bit. But classes, you just interrupted me. I'm the first lecturer. Remind that. <laughs> All right, but classes in session. So everybody, take your seats, take your take your notepad out, take your pen out. You know, and um, yeah, pay attention. Like I said, and try to come up with some questions when I finally give the platform to you so that we can have a back and forth discussion, all of that, all right. But the lesson that I wanted to bring to you here, oh, actually, let me let me state what class we're in right now. I guess we're in gym, where I, I guess we're in gym class, health and fitness, whatever have you. And the reason why I say that is because the lesson here is kind of the, centered around the Olympics, more specifically Simone Biles and the controversies that she's had with the media. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, You've heard a little bit about it, Jerb? No? Okay, cool. So for the people who have not necessarily heard what happened uh, for the past few days, essentially Simone Biles has caught a lot of slack from the media because of her decision to pull out a certain team event, especially since she was assigned the leader to that, right? So there's a lot of reasons why she pulled out. And just to summarize everything that has happened for the past few days, she basically said that she wasn't necessarily in sync uh with her mind and body right and in a gymnastics term in a gymnastics term it's called the twisties right so essentially you know when it comes to performing your movements in, in gymnastics you have to be very very perfect means you have to synchronize every everything from your mind to to your body to your to your movements right so the twisties just means that your body and mind are desynced so you can't necessarily focus too well and when you don't focus too well you can potentially uh, get an injury um, out of the event right so that's one big reason why she pulled out in the first place but after um but um after a while not after a while actually uh the immediate reaction that the media has is was pretty mixed pretty much right so s there are some people that said you know that that supports her saying that she was brave for actually making such a huge decision for putting her mental health first or physical health first as well but there's also some people who called her selfish egotistical and i'll show you some clips of like some people commenting on the simone Biles controversy right so you can get a be better grasp of how like people are taking this right now but essentially the decision that she has made um has caused a big ruckus amongst the media as of right now so there's an article here by the new york post i'm going to read some of it um this is basically another this is basically detailing more about the how do you say it? about the about simone Biles' decision to actually pull out so this was interesting the reason why i pulled this out in the first place was because she starts to add more details as to why she pulled out and it essentially talks about her family side um, as it's, as it shows right here, you probably can't see it because it's really small on the screen. Yeah, so I have to format that a little bit so everybody can see. But in the in the news article here, uh, she states that my mental health and physical health is above all medals that I could ever win. So to be clear, to do the beam, which I didn't think was going to be, which I didn't think I was going to be, just meant the world to be back out there. And I wasn't expecting to walk away with a medal. I was just going out there to do this for me. Then Biles told reporters that her aunt 
on her father's side unexpectedly pass right so she got very personal and started um telling everybody that you know everything that she's been going through nobody understands and that people um needs to be more aware of all the mental health issues that gymnasts uh gymnasts go through when it comes to preparing for such and such right so that's the that's the general summary of it okay and let's watch some clips here so you can sort of uh so you can sort of get an idea of what i mean as far as like her mixed responses goes right the first video that i'll show is just her response on ig first from the backlash so let's check that out real quick and this one i have to freestyle a bit because i do have to share the correct oh wait Ah, uh, look, it, mess, it messes up the entire OBS if I do that. That's so interesting. What? Yeah, it's weird. It's back now, though. But yeah, <laughs> that's unfortunate. Um, I have to figure out a way to smoothly transition to a video if I want to. <laughs> All right, so after the backlash, she posted on her IG Live kind of explaining a little bit about how what she's been going through. And you can see here practicing right now. And in the captions, uh, she kind of states that, you know, ooh, there's a lot of things that she actually puts on the captions. So let me just summarize it as best as I can. All right. So she says right here, for anyone saying I quit, I didn't quit. My mind and body are simply not in sync. As you can see here, I don't think you realize how dangerous this on a hard competition surface nor do I have to explain why I put health first. Physical health is mental health. All right. That was her response. And now another video that I wanted to share is... Uh, the stream has ended. Why not? Wait, what? No, not on Twitch. I'm not... Huh? Look. It says I'm still alive. No, but on you're fine. It's Discord that shows the stream has ended. I don't know why. You know oh no 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 like this this i did that because i had to like switch over to another video oh, don't worry oh, it'll, it'll come back it'll come back all right oh your audio is kind of going crazy you're good yeah i'm good cool okay so the following video that we'll check out is from abba and preach um i'm if it's a long video so i'm only gonna go to the clips that Talented i would like to show so so to give a bit of an explanation coming into this video essentially there's this podcast that kind of just that kind of expresses um I guess his his disdain for the fact that she actually pulled out of a team event, right? Et cetera, et cetera. Not to compete in the gold medal competition. Simone Biles says, this Olympic Games, I wanted to be for myself when I came in. 
and I felt like I was still doing it for other people as she cried after the team event on Tuesday. So that just, it like hurts my heart because doing what I love has been kind of taken away from me to please other people. Yeah, that's the point, Simone Biles. You're representing your nation, you selfless, you're selfish sociopath. You kidding me? She got into that sport. All right, so that was a quick clip. Okay, so that's what I mean when I said that her decision has been met with mixed results. All right, as you can see, it goes into um, a lot of extremes, but <laughs> that essentially what has happened. Now, let me go back to the PowerPoint again. Cool, 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 cool. All right, so before I get into the actual lesson, I just want to state the obvious one to take away from this is that you have to understand when to uh, well you have to understand how to choose your battles wisely right so obviously this doesn't necessarily just apply to athletes it can just apply to the average person um you can't do everything right you can't please everybody and there's going to be times where you have to put yourself over everybody else just so you can put yourself in a better position to have long-term success right so I respect the decision that she's made. If she thinks that pulling out means that she'll be much healthier at a later competition or, you know, um, basically like setting herself up for a bigger W. Like she's taking this, uh, she's taking the L right now so that she can prep herself for a bigger W in the future. Very, very vague way of explaining it. But that's basically what it means when you want to choose your battles. You have to think long term. And understand that there's sacrifice that has to be made right now so that you can have um, a better successful future uh, ahead of you, right? So that's the obvious lesson to take from here. The interesting lesson that I want to put here is this one. How to deal with the opposition or the haters or whatever it is, right? In like around five steps, all right? So, <laughs> so we're going to analyze this. We're going to deep dive into a little bit so I can maybe showcase my own ideas about how you can deal with media backlash uh, with people that are generally just against you, right? It could be yourself too as well, because sometimes people say that they're their own worst enemy, which is understandable, right? So just a disclaimer, this is my personal opinion. This is not based on research, although it is based on like, you know, anecdotal experiences. So take it as you will. If you don't like it, that's absolutely fine. Um, I would actually love to hear other people's ways on how they deal with their haters, right? But right now, this is just how I deal with it, and I've condensed it into like a few steps, basically, right? So let's get into it. So the first step that you have to take is that you have to accept that complicated decisions will be met with mixed results, right? Now, acceptance is a very, very crucial term in this one. Because I don't want anybody to think that acceptance means that you have to be a victim to all, to all your consequences. I'm not saying to do that, right? Acceptance just essentially means that you should not let it hurt your feelings and that you should look at it from a broad perspective to a point where you can see that your decision, while it may be morally right to you, you have to understand that your decision is just not that simple and that in the grand scheme of things, you will be met, as I said here, with mixed results. Not everybody's going to love your decision. Not everybody's going to react the same way. That's just how it is. And you have to accept that. That's the first thing. And the reason why I say this is the very most important first step to take is because 
you have to place yourself in a position where your emotions are not getting the better of you, right? Because when we when we talk about morality, that's when we get into our that's when we get into our bags, into our feelings. That's not what you want when you want to handle the opposition, because they will double down on that. Okay, and I will I will I will say why. Now, for the sake of time. I'm not necessarily going to use other exa- other examples. I'm just going to focus on Simone Biles and how she's handled it. And mind you, I'm 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 going to keep it respectful. Okay, Simone Biles is the goat. I have nothing against her. I think she's phenomenal. I hope more success comes to her in the future. Yada yada yada. <laughs> but I I do think that how she's handled it is a bit questionable. That's all. All right. So the reason why I say it's questionable, um, kind of leads into step two. When you're responding to the opposition, make sure that it is void of any negative emotion, right? And negative emotion can include anger. It can include insecurity. It can include sadness, depression, anything like that, right? Any of those emotions will be taken advantage of, especially by the media, all right? And I'm pretty sure this is a general rule that everybody can learn from, but it has to be said over and over again so that it can be beat into like everybody's heads. The media, uh, not, not, not the media, when you're talking to the media, you should not be divulging your personal issues, right? And as I've said before in the articles that we've seen, she has shared um, the passing of her aunt, which, you know, peace and blessings to everybody, to her, to her family as well. But at the same time, you should not be talking to the opposition like this, right? Any personal feelings that gets into the battle will be used as a weapon against you. Not saying that they have used it right now. Um, I haven't necessarily seen any examples of that, but at the same time, I still wouldn't recommend this at all, all right? So that's the second step. Any negative emotions, any responses that might deem you that might be misconstrued as, how do you say it? Um, as insecurity, will be flipped on you regardless. So you can't let yourself in any way, shape, or form look vulnerable to the opposition, right? Now you can't, now you can't necessarily, um, how do you say it? You can't necessarily outsmart everybody. There will be people out there that will still flip your words, but at least aim for the 80%. Right. And what I mean by 80% means that you have to convince not just your haters, but also the people that love you, that you are confident in the decision that you've made and that you have no regrets. Okay. And that transitions into step three, which is to keep it direct and concise. Okay. Now, the IG post, as you've seen me react to it, has a lot of words and a lot of it is deeply rooted in feelings and a bunch of like baggage all right and i'm not trying to disrespect simone boss i'm not i'm sure that there's other ways to actually handle the opposition maybe showing your feelings might work for you but i do not recommend it to anybody else it's just weird to talk to the opposition you know trying to be all vulnerable and stuff like that it just doesn't work it just doesn't make sense for me so keep it direct and concise so that everybody can be on the same page and that nobody else can flip your words around you. Okay, and I'll give you an example, right? Let's say, you know, Simone Biles, if, if I was Simone Biles and I got interviewed by the media, 
right? Let's say, hey, Simone, you know, what do you say to all the backlash that you've gotten for the past few days about pulling out from the team event? All I would say is that I understand and I respect the fact that pe- there are some people that don't necessarily agree with my decision. But at the same time, um, I've thought about this for a while. And this is 100% the route that I would love to take because it is, is what I believe is best for me. Now, you can probably say it in a more graceful manner. But just but basically what I'm trying to say is when you when you respond, keep it direct and keep it concise. You don't need to give them a lot of information. All you really have to say for the most part is that you have thought about this and this is what you're sticking with and you're standing your ground, right? Now, don't be, don't be salty when you say that. <laughs> like I didn't necessarily say it with a, lot, with a lot of grace when I gave my example. I probably have to say that in a better way, but my throat is parched right now. I need to take some agua because I can't talk right now (laughs) but you get what I mean you get what I mean okay make sure that how you deliver it um, exudes a lot of uh, confidence and also just um, overall um, acceptance with yourself all right showing any doubts about your decision will will be taken advantage of And finally, well, not finally, actually, we go to step four. Plan for a long-term contingency plan. Well, I just repeated plan twice. That's so terrible. All right. But this is very important. This is very important. Um, I highly advise that when you respond to the opposition, keep it concise and keep it direct, keep it short. And then your major response, the ones that, you know, will make them shut up. Right. That'll be your future endeavors. And this will take years. So, you know, it's always a marathon when it comes to handling um, your haters, uh, people that go against you. It's always a, it's always, it's always a marathon. It's never just like a one thing. Uh, it's, it's never just a one-time um, altercation, right? Even if you manage to actually beat them in that battle, you have to make sure that they don't come back for more. All right. So this is where the long-term contingency plan means, and. I mean, I'm not her coach. I'm not her life coach. (laughs) But what I would do personally for this one is, one, to make sure that in every competition, I will be better suited to actually be a leader and then take responsibility um, for whatever responsibilities I have to, you know, uh, perform that day. That's one. And it's very hard. You can't necessarily guarantee it every time that you'll be ready for something. But you can always improve on it um, time and time again. I think the best example that I can give to this is is probably Kobe Bryant. Because the way that he analyzes the game, um, he he critically analyzes, you know, what his weaknesses are. So let's say one time, I, I forgot what interview he said this, but I know that he's commented before when he had a major loss in the finals. Uh, he was talking about how his legs was weak that season. So instead of actually getting uh, too much into his feelings, um, he just analyzed that, okay, since my legs are weak, I'm going to spend all the off season preparing so that this doesn't happen again, so that my legs will be ready the next time that I go there, uh, that I go there to compete. 
that's sort of what I mean when it comes to just like uh, Simone Biles planning for a, a long-term contingency plan. Granted, she is 24 though. And fun fact, uh, a gymnast's prime is pretty much 16, 17. Really, really young. I know. <laughs> but gymnasts don't necessarily, you know, don't necessarily have that long to basically spend in their prime. They can still win some medals in their 20s, obviously. Like Simone Mouse has got some gold medals um, in the 2021 um, Tokyo Olympics. But regardless, as far as like her competing again in the next Olympics, which is going to be four years from now. Or actually, there's, there's also two years from now because of the Winter Olympics. But I'm not sure. I don't necessarily catch on to like gymnastics all, uh, that much. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, it's questionable whether or not she's going to be back just because of her age and stuff like that. Okay. But she doesn't necessarily have to compete. Um, a long-term contingency plan may be to build a program that will be a effective platform for all the upcoming gymnasts to voice out their, you know, their their own narrative, to control their narrative, essentially, right? Because she talked about in her articles about how uh, everybody should be more aware about all the mental health concerns that occur within every single gymnast. Right. So building maybe a business that centers around that and building upon it. That could be a good long term contingency plan. Right. Basically, what I'm trying to say is if you want to sh um, if you want to win against the opposition, you have to have a surefire plan that will make them at least most of them shut up. That's what you need to get your head into, not trying to justify whether your decision was right or your decision was wrong. You have to prove to them that, okay, I accept the fact that you have this opinion, but I'm going to go all the way above you and like surpass you anyway. Very, very vague way of actually explaining it, but you get what I mean, right? You need something that's solid that everybody can see that you don't necessarily have to use words to actually showcase just how great you are. They, they can just see it, right? So whether it's building a business for mental health uh, for gymnastics or just becoming a better athlete in general right there's many ways but the long-term contingency plan is very important and you have to think about that and last but not least the last step to handle the opposition is use them as motivation okay <laughs> some people don't like don't like to deal with their enemies i highly recommend that you try you try at least at least like it's it, this this could be another topic for another day but sometimes i argue that your enemies are more important than your friends it, but it just depends on the context okay but for this one using your opposition as a motivation um is very good because it helps you use all it, it helps you direct all this negative energy that you're getting into something positive and this one's a pretty obvious lesson so i'm not going to get uh, too deep into that i just realized that i repeated step three 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 times i'm sorry this should be step five <laughs> but whatever um anyways that is pretty much all of the five steps that i can say about this whole controversy and now i'm gonna actually pass off the platform to you guys if you guys have any questions whatsoever <laughs> wow <laughs> First of all, Mr. Opposition. What's up? 
not not you. you you're not opposition. I'm talking about, okay. talking about you know theoretical opposition, Mister. That is so selfish. First of all, that was disrespectful because one, you're not the one performing the Olympics, right? So I get why I I get why you know she's representing her country, or whatever. Yeah, but like if she goes out there when she knows she's not ready to go out there, one, her team is going to perform terrible. So she ain't getting no medals. And two, she might get injured. She might never even perform ever again. So honestly, it's more beneficial for the team if she knows she can't play at 100%, so she's not going to go and force herself to pretend like she could. Because, like, because you know, if let's say you have a team, right? There's five players, right? And the one that's supposed to be leading knows that right now they're not in the proper mindset to lead it, but they still go and try anyway. It's terrible. Because he's trying to pretend like everything's okay, even though nothing is. So he, he, other moves they might try, fail. Nothing's going to work. So what happens when nothing works? Everything goes wrong. And what? Next thing you know, next day, like, oh, see, she should, if she knew she, the next thing she's going to get is, oh, if she knew she was at 100%, where would she go? Yeah, exactly. That's why she's not going. So we're not dealing with that. She still has a future. Like, even though she's way past her prime. Yeah, but like, it's better to retire not injured than retired injured. Because one, if she's not injured, she still performs amazingly. So she's still, even though, like I said, way past the gymnast prime, she's still, she's still got, she's still got a few medals in her. I don't know if it's for the next Olympics, but she's still got a few medals in her. So you're going it's against just, you're going against everything that I've I've taught. <laughs> no, I'm not using emotion right now. I'm using okay. logic. The logic uh, is we want more wins. So if she's not at 100, percent I don't I don't care if it's for emotional reason. Logically okay. speaking, we're not going to send someone who's not at 100 percent to try to pretend to be 100. percent If if your player is performing badly right now, why would you send them out? Go for the next best person who might perform better. You don't want to lose on purpose. Just because you want to be like, oh, no, see, she's being brave by performing even though this happened. Yeah, no, 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 no. If she, if she knows she's not performing at 100%, good. Let's, let's plan for how we're going to perform now that she's not performing. Instead of talking about it, you know, instead of reacting about it. Think about what to do now instead of, uh, oh, my God, she left us. Now we're going to lose. We still got other gymnasts. What you're disrespecting them by saying, "Oh, we can't win without her." Is that what we're trying to say. We have a whole bunch of group of athletes there that are also want to represent their country, and you're focusing on that one just because that one is at the top right now. I get it. I get it. You're letting your emotions cloud the fact that instead of focusing so much on this one person, just just build up your whole team, not just this one superstar. The superstar could carry you, but if that superstar is not at 100%, you need to focus on the other players too, because now they're the ones that are going to carry you. Don't, you know. And also, I agree with all the, the, the five-step process. I agree with it. It makes sense. I, I, that's why I said, you got to stand firm. You don't... The best one I found there was the logic one. You don't want to... Be first, like I get it. You want to use emotion, but at the same time, if emotions ain't working, hit them with pure logic. Either you lose now and keep losing forever, or you take this out now and have a chance to win later. Which one would you take? Hmm. 
All right. So, I understand the sentiments that you're that you're taking, but that was a little bit too long. <laughs> you got to keep it concise. Just keep it direct. All right. So, but I get it. It's a podcast, so we're trying to like share our own ideas, and I understand that. So, when it comes to just addressing the opposition, I wouldn't necessarily disagree. I wouldn't necessarily uh, go into an argument back and forth with them. Especially when you see this type of energy, because he- here's here's a controversial thing that I'll say. I respect the fact that there's a lot of people that are supporting her, but I also respect everybody else that's calling her egotistical. Well, not egotistical, selfish. Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me get through with this real quick, real quick. Now, respect does not mean that I like it. I don't. Respect just means it can mean a different it can mean a lot of different things like i respect like for example i respect a lot of people that get into um big competitions put their life on the line not their life on the line like put everything they have into this one into their craft i respect that and at the same time i also respect all these people that turn on the camera and stand their ground when they say all these mean things to a person that they don't even know (laughs) i respect it you could be, it, it, it could be deeply rooted in ignorance. It could be deeply rooted in something that is very negative. But at the same time, the fact that they're not backing down, it's crazy to me. It takes a lot of will just to do that. So that's why they got my respect regardless, even though I don't like it. Now, secondly, I don't care about their justification. I already know the fact that if I was Simone Biles and they decide to pull out of a team event, Right. And mind you, the Olympics don't necessarily happen that often. It's not like Fortnite, where if I just lose, I'm 96 in the leaderboard. I can just go back to the lobby and press start battle again. It's not the same thing. (laughs) Right. If I lose in the gymnastics, whether it's balance beam or the floor, that's going to (laughs) hit because that's going to repeat in my head over and over again until I get to the next time that I get to the, you know, compete again. All right. So it's big it's big um what was i trying to say um essentially just follow what i say when i mean plan for a long-term contingency plan okay when you respond to your opposition keep it very short and sweet say that i get it but i'm still gonna go through with this regardless of how you feel about it well i don't want to say that because you have you have to be you have to be uh you have to be (laughs) you have to be somewhat always looking down on them not necessarily, you know, making fun of them, but understanding that they can't. They, but understanding that you can't give them any ammunition. So no feelings, like I said. Just be like, okay, cool. I get you. It is what it is. I don't have to post an IG story telling you why I did my decision. I don't have to tell you about my aunt's passing. I'm just gonna move on. That's all it is. And then in the future, when you see me succeed in other ventures whether it's like athletics or business you gonna see that whatever it is that you just said didn't matter <laughs> and i still won <laughs> that's what i mean that's what i mean okay but uh you had something to say you wanted to, you raised your hand before i uh, said something that last part you can't argue with wins you know if you're winning you can't argue and I was gonna say the egotistical part. I don't. I don't one hundred percent disagree with that one. Let's say she have like a show that's called like some moan versus herself. I'm like that. That title sounds so. 
<laughs> really? I didn't see that. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Because I keep getting these ads. I'm like, oh, Simone, like Simone versus herself or something like that. I'm just like, I haven't watched the show. I hope it's not as egotistical as that name sounds. So you're saying there's no other competition but yourself. Which I get I get it. It's very metaphorical, but like, sounds a little egotistical. I'll, get, I'll be honest. It sounds a little bit. But yeah, respect her decision. It's her decision. You know? Mm-hmm. Really, just, you don't have to explain. If you, you know your reasons why you're doing it. And if they don't understand it, okay, fine with them. I'm still not going to do what they said. Tell me to just because they want they tell me to do it. Yeah. Not I get it. Yeah. And not everybody's built for this. As I said, everybody has their own ways of dealing with the opposition. This is what I find to be the most appropriate because I just find it weird to show your vulnerable self to like the cameras, to people that you don't even know, people that you wouldn't even trust your money with, your feelings with in the general. It just doesn't make sense to me right now it will it will be a hard journey though especially when you're at this level that simone bows is because that because if you do keep quiet or if you're i don't i don't want to say you're vague but you know keeping it direct and concise um might get misconstrued as insecurity in a way and they might double down on you saying like oh like they might they might double down on their opinion instead because they have nothing else to say so they can gradually keep bullying you and then paint you into this like very very uh how do you say it uh into this coward for years and years until they finally see you succeed so that journey you know until you finally you know show them make them shut up it's gonna take a while it's gonna be hard so that's one thing that i want to note before we end it off okay but yeah that's the interesting lesson to take away from this um please think critically when you deal with your haters, please deal with them responsibly. Okay. Most important thing that you can take away from this, because I know I've been saying a lot, is to not let your emotions take over and think and think about what you can do to win the war. Okay. So long term, plan long term. That's all. All right. Awesome. So that is the first lecture for the first episode of the a1 academy podcast we will be transitioning into lunch and let me just play that uh school bell ringing sound effect so that they know that it's lunch period (laughs) that sounded so obnoxious i don't know if i want to use that sound again (laughs) but now we are on the freestyle uh section of the podcast um, I'm going to lead it off the jerk because I've been talking too much. But yeah, do you have anything that you want to talk about? I'm playing Cold Vein, right? Because, like I said, I've been craving Dark Souls. And remember what I told you last time? Like, hey, I don't care if Elden Ring sucks. I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it, even if it sucks. Because I've been craving, like, a new Dark Souls thing. And I, I, then I remembered, I haven't played Cold Vein. And since I, um, I subscribed to the Xbox Game Pass, and I saw that they have it on it. I'm like, let me give it a try. It's so ad- like I knew it was anime. Like it's, but it's like edgy, where it's always like black and reds. And it's like the story is just so anime. Every time I go into the game, it's just anything I do, I'm like, this is so anime. But not like a 
not like a satisfying anime. Like this is just edgy, so edgy. And then when they mention friendship, I'm like, yeah, you're mentioning friendship, but you're wearing black and red, and every single character either has like a white hair or red hair or black hair. Like those are the only color options for the character hairs, and their their uniforms always those black, red, white, and then maybe purple. Really. You know, maybe- it's just, and this is Code Vein, right? Yeah. And it's not like it's bad. It's just like, every time I see it, it's just it's like cringe. Like, I'm playing it. I'm enjoying it. But at the same time, I can't, I don't feel like I can enjoy it 100% because it's just so edgy. It just, <laughs> it's so edgy, it's distracting. Can't you play, like, um, as Naruto? Because you can, you can do mods and stuff like that and have them and have you play like one of your favorite anime characters? Yeah, but it's just, it's so distracting. Like I try to listen to the story, but it gets so like it's not even like deep anime. It's so basic, the most basic levels of anime that it gets. And then when you make your character creator, I'm like, yeah, this is an anime character. I'm ma- I'm making an anime protagonist, which is mm. cool. If it wasn't for the fact that once you make it, it's just like it's so edgy. It's just it's distracting. Let me let let me see this because usually when it comes to Dark Souls gameplay, I don't care for the story. I just care for the the boss fights. Like, is the boss fights lit? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. You know what? I'm not even gonna watch a clip because I don't really care about Dark Souls gameplay right now. Just play. You see how it's cold? Look, look at the color scheme. Always. Yeah, it's red. (laughs) Red and black. And look with the red eyes. Oh man. It's not bad. It's just so it's so edgy and anime edgy to the point it's distracting from the actual game. I feel like you should have accept, uh, expected that Ooh, though. Rays and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what it. You accept it, but it's like you know when they when they do something so like they overdo like a trope to the point that it's just like. It, it distracts from the whole game. So anytime I hear them talk, it's like, I don't even... It okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I understand your craving for Dark Souls. But for me personally, I, I don't really have time to play video games all that much. I'm still stuck on Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I you made... The, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Before we actually continue, uh, thank you 404 uh, underscore preview for the follow. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Uh, but um, I've been playing Kingdom Hearts 3 on crit mode I've told you this um, I disabled cure I disabled links I disabled attractions I have limited my ability to around like 30 equips I can only equip 30 abilities and I don't use any coupon coins or in the game it is what helps you regenerate health I believe I don't even know how the mechanic works I just thought it was OP <laughs> so I didn't use it but uh yeah um initially it was a good game because it was not necessarily too difficult and then they hit you with a difficulty spike all the way when you get to the graveyard i'm not gonna spoil it but the final boss did take me 10 hours (laughs) that was that was the stupidest (laughs) decision of my life and the reason why it took 10 hours is because it had so many phases it had at least eight thousand phases and i'm like i am not restarting this boss i'm in the final phase or i'm too deep into this i don't necessarily know when it's gonna end 
but i'm pretty sure that if i end stream right now there is no way that i am coming back to this because <laughs> i don't think i have enough heart to do it so i just went with a 12-hour stream <laughs> and i will never do it again oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh hold up let me uh, no you know what i'm not gonna show a clip but i'll mention this and then we'll move on there was one time around the eight hour mark the eight hour mark mind you where i got the boss down to one hp one hp and i died now i didn't know why i died the chat was saying that my shot lock because i used a shot lock to cheese them at the end right they told me that the kingdom key, you know, the first key that you get in the game, has a very, very weak shot lock, right? It doesn't do that much damage. But then later on, on the 12-hour mark in the stream, we found out that in order to beat the final boss, you have to press Y. Because when you get him down to 1 HP, there's this move called the last ray, which if you press Y, in or it's a cutscene. <laughs> it's a cutscene where Sora... <laughs> will do his final move to finally kill the boss but i was high on adrenaline and i didn't hear that sound that tells me that i have to press y so i was just stuck there and i didn't know what i was doing i was like i'm hitting you you're not dying all i'm trying to say is that one mistake cost me four more hours <laughs> but whatever whatever you know what i gotta get past this ptsd i'm moving on i'm moving on i don't care anymore yo you know what you know what game i want to i want to check out right now and re react to there's this boxing game right <laughs> hold up wait hold up boxing uh is it called uh uh upcoming i forgot what it's called but i really really want to see it because it looks really really good so just to give a bit of a background, it's very, very difficult to actually create a boxing game in the first place because um, there's many boxing organizations. It's not like the NBA where if you want to make NBA Live or NBA 2K, you just have to pay NBA, uh, you know, the NBA yeah. organization directly. But in boxing, there's different organizations like, you know, WBO, WBA. So you have to handle all this business and financially speaking, it's just not worth it, right? so but hey everyone i've been hearing a lot of hype about this game and i want to see how the gameplay looks because it looks really saucy from the last time that i've seen it so one of the standout features within esbc is the movement system that we've developed uh, here you can see david adelaide getting himself out of danger by throwing a nicely timed check hook that in itself is a is a new feature with regards to the punch control that means you have complete freedom in terms of your fighting strategy fighting off the front foot back foot and also pivoting yourself out of danger it's like that's how he looks in real life too so it's like it's, it's accurate to how he looks Ninja it's just i wish it wasn't accurate <laughs> yeah the models look good the pressure yeah. of your opponent uh, to your advantage so within these clips you can see the physics system in action not every punch will be 100% accurate. Some punches will glance off arms, gloves, chest, and you can kind of see that with the jabs that have been thrown. Here you can see David fighting off his back foot, throwing a, a back foot jab. And a Let's skip ahead because I don't think I'm really getting much here. 
he's explaining the mechanics the alpha uh footage uh, of the game um i'm not sure how big the development team is for this i'm pretty sure not uh, it's not getting developed by a major studio but i could be wrong i just hope say don't block, or a, but or instead of holding it down you just tap it. Really sorry you were cutting off yo speaking oh. to your mic <laughs> oh sorry i will say i hope you don't try to do a hardcore boxing where it's like you try to beat them by doing the you know that hugging thing or like until they give up <laughs> really you can use it to interrupt your punch altogether and just throw a different punch completely so you can see here in this clip that really good, a, a leaping left hook to the body uh, I cancel the punch after I've done part of the animation and I transfer into doing a left uppercut to the head this is useful for mixing up with your opponents so they can expect one attack from you, but you actually do a different attack instead. Hi, I'm Andy Turner. I'm the art director at SCI. Our movement system was really fast and fluid. Uh, we Ooh. wanted to get away from the sort of standard sort of clip-based okay, animation uh, where you kind of like loop clips to, to, to... One thing that I am worried about, though, is just the blurriness of it. What is it called again? Motion blur. Motion blur. Yeah, I'm worried about that. Hopefully you can turn that off because I see some blur right now. It just looks a bit yeah. it's killing my eyesight a little bit. To me. When they move so around the stage where or the ring. It, it isn't done like that. It's much more performance based. So that's really good because when the professional boxers come in, they can just they can just do what they do best. They know how to move. We're not we're not telling them how to move. They do the movement based oh, yeah. on what they would really do uh, in a fight. Um, we have our own motion capture studio so that they can come in and we can just let them do their thing within within certain constraints that we give them um, so that we can capture the, the best parts of their movements, uh, their traits. Okay, and all we're skipping ahead. You know, oh, that game looks up? beautiful, right? Uh-huh. Until you get to the character creator part you know, there's always going to be that one person who's going to make that one over-the-top character that just doesn't blend in with the environment. It's just going to look <laughs> ridiculous compared to how realistic and how, like, nicely modeled everything is. I'm more worried about the, the paid system. I don't know if they're going to do a paid system for this one, just like what they do in NBA 2K, like microtransactions, essentially. They probably will, but I hope that it doesn't... I hope I don't have to grind that. I don't have to, I don't have, wait, hold up. What am I trying to say? I hope I don't have to grind VC or whatever virtual currency they're going to put in this game. I just, I, I hope I don't. To the side. <laughs> I want to see right, the dodging. Away with mini games in ESBC. Um, this corner scene is. is let, me, let me see like a trailer. Maybe, maybe I'll get a better idea of what I'm getting myself into. It's ESBC. Uh. Coming later in 2021, Esports Boxing Club brings you the greatest fight roster in video game history. With over 200 fighters already signed, we've got some of the biggest and most anticipated the names. Greatest of all time. From the absolute legends of the sport to the most exciting names in boxing today. Okay. 
the first women's division ever represented in a video game, and the hottest new talent. Let's take a closer look at the next-gen visuals and gameplay that are set to make ESBC the greatest of all time. It's good, it's definitely one for the grandkids and stuff to say, like your old granddad was in a game and busting people up, so I say it's going to be quite cool. Who's the development? Who's the development team for this one? God damn, they got money, money, or at least they got a lot of backing. Like, dang. So the movement system in ESBC is all about fluidity, being able to create angles, recreating mannerisms from boxes. The physics system doesn't just rely on animation. This allows us to recreate realistic knockouts, even when a fighter is unsteady on their feet. Yeah, it's kind of janky. It's not purely animation based. Professional coaches come into the studio and provide input through. Bro, I just. Was that? But it's it's understandable why it looks Yeah, it's alpha. Motion capture and actually reviewing the game. But it is coming in 2021. So I'll just leave it at that. I'm probably gonna expect, uh, what what is it called again? Probably gonna expect a delay. <laughs> 2022, at least. Expect it. During its development, and now we really feel like we've created a true representation of the sport. Presentation is important to us. We're still going to aim high when okay. it comes to production. Okay, so the one thing that I, I'm going to show last, uh, let's see. Hi, everyone. Uh, I want to see what a I, I want to see what happens when you have a high octane gameplay, high octane gameplay. <laughs> I want to see when you get like, I want to see like people actually like do this at, in, in a very, very um, sweaty level just so I can see just how good it is. Because, bruh, one thing that I really want to do is just dodge every single punch that I see. <laughs> like, bro, my body's just going to be swiveling everywhere. It's going to be... Exactly. This is going to be the last clip, though. It looks good. It still has that motion blur. Yeah. I think it's the shoulders. Because you know how you can move the arms, but the shoulder... Because in real life, the shoulder adjusts with your arm, so it's like complete body movement. But since yeah. it's a game, it's very difficult to get that whole complete. So if you see when they move their arms, their shoulder doesn't move. Mm -hmm. You can't really get that. Mm -hmm. That's why it feels a little janky, but it looks really good. Before we continue to the next phase, we'd just like to say that the referee is going to be replaced with the legendary Kenny Bayless. Kenny Bayless is in this <laughs> How to get how to get all this cosigns? The transition is very seamless, and this is money. Okay, so I don't know about closing the camera in. It could be good, but we'll see. Because I know Smash Bros does it, but sometimes it's very jarring. At least personally for me. But well, I don't know. I'll have to see the final. So we're really excited about the final product that we put into the movement system. And it's giving the player the ability to showboat and actually display some of the mannerisms that some of the marquee fighters will have. So if you've seen Roy Jones Jr. fight, 
I'm sure you're probably thinking now some of the things that you might be able to do with a fighter like Roy Jones Jr. or even Muhammad Ali. That's the one thing with alpha footage. No one has become sweaty at the game, so you don't get to see the the game getting really put to the test. Facts. So what this does is it brings. All right, so they're gonna include the mannerisms for each fighter, which is gonna be a lot of detailed work. But you know, good luck. This isn't a case of just initiating a dodge when you realize oh, that is coming. You have to anticipate. The this is what I want. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh shh. Okay, I like that impact. I like that impact. Yeah, you felt that. I like it. Depending on which fighter you select, the marquee fighters will have a different style. Looks really good. Activating the loose movement modifier will also change how your dodge. I wonder if there's a stamina bar. Oh, there is a stamina bar, of course. Is the ability to weave. This oh, is the weaving. Holding down the left is it whilst moving the left oh! Right <laughs> oh, there's even heartbeat. Hey, yo. Bruh, I'm telling you, I'm just going to be doing twirls. <laughs> I'm not even going to punch. Okay, that looks really jarring. I'm not even going front. But yeah, that, that's what I mean. What would happen if I deal with somebody who just mashes buttons? What's going to happen? This has potential. I don't know if it's uh, if it's going to be what I want in the final product, but you know, I, wa I just want a boxing game. I, I just want it. In addition to being able to the way it looks, you, do you punch with your right analog stick? Oh, the, oh, you move your arms with the right. So I'm looking at the button commands. Okay, you guard with both. Yeah, you do. Hopefully it's not going to be that complicated. It, it looks simple enough, but there's definitely some mass... Um, it's definitely going to take some... Uh, some time to actually like train yourself to get used to it. Yeah. So we're pleased to confirm the players will be able to throw punches whilst blocking. I love how they've been doing using the A and B or X. It opens yeah, up I feel like they haven't touched it yet. The they just been doing the triggers and the analysis. And a mm -hmm. holding the block button and flicking the right stick, selecting the desired punch. I just have to flick it. So combinations play a very important role in ESBC. So that means you gotta read the punches in order to dodge them. So you have to be able to put these together. If it, if it's using the sticks, then yeah. Yeah. The back foot, where it's going from the head to the body, or whether it's stepping away. So combining this together had to feel satisfying. It had to be seamless, where you're able to pick any punch you want, throw it from any angle you want. Can can you do like at least two different punches into a combination? Some cheap shots. Some cheap shots? Yeah. What you mean, like, like the, just do a jab and then walk out? The kind of will get you disqualified. <laughs> I feel like they should have that freedom. <laughs> the freedom to do it, but again, you'll get disqualified. But it's just to have the realism. Just in case you're like been losing or in a fight for a while and you just get mad. It's just like, you know what? Mm. Put them below the belt. <laughs> <laughs> no, just suplex them. <laughs> <laughs> just like. Just taking out. Like, so you know, you just suplex them and then the police show up and everything like, okay. 
bro boxers have done that <laughs> in the past at least it's so funny all right so we are in the 20 minute mark but i guess i'll extend this for another 10 minutes i don't know if you have anything else that you want to kind of go through uh before we end our half day today um okay so with loki right spoil it no i'm just playing don't spoil it not for the podcast I'm just saying, i like the show I, mean, I, 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 like it. I enjoyed it more than WandaVision and more than the Falcon. But bo- both of those are pretty mediocre shows, though. Yeah. WandaVision was strictly dialogue, and the Falcon was more like action dialogue. But I feel like Loki was not that. It wasn't like an action, action type of thing. It was more like, a, it just felt like. It's, it's like. You're actually just watching the show while having to think, oh, this fight scene is dope, or oh, this this dialogue is just it's like something that's, it feels very easy to watch. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's not a bad match. I I will say this, though. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier did have a lot of, uh, did have a lot of potential. It's like, there were good fights in there, especially when they fought um, the interim Captain America. When they fought him, that was pretty dope. Not gonna lie. I always love those like tag team battles. I really yeah. do. And uh, the thing that just really fell out for me is just because the, the ending was just really, really dry. I don't even know. Like, it, it's it's sort of pushing this political agenda too as well, which I'm not going to get into. Um, mm-hmm. It was really corny. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just going to lay it, lay it out plainly. It was pretty corny. Uh, I don't know who wrote that script um the actor i forgot his name i think he tried his best <laughs> executing it but yeah the, whoever wrote the script i i don't like it i'm sorry i don't like it I, i'm not saying i'm not saying there's anything wrong with having a political agenda it, it you just need to put some sauce in that script that's all just just some sauce that's predictable <laughs> or uh, yeah yeah but I'm I'm not necessarily too into Marvel movies right now. I'm kind of just burnt out on them. Uh, I do still have Disney Plus just in case. I heard Black Widow was, um, so that doesn't give me any more confidence right now. I just need the It movie right now. That's it. I just need the one that's It, the one that will change my mind. The one that's like a Thor Ragnarok, or Avengers Infinity War, something, something. There's a lot of duds right now. That's all I'm going to say. You know, but big props to Marvel. I'm still going to try to catch on to it. Um, I will say this, though. I did finish uh, a superhero comic book. And it's called Incorruptible. Uh, Is it Incorruptible? No, it's called Irredeemable. It's by Mark Wade. He's done a lot of work for uh, DC and also Marvel as well. I'm I'm not sure about his entire resume. I only really heard of him right now because I'm not necessarily too into the comic book universe. I just started getting into it right now. But Irredeemable is fire. 100% recommended. It does have... It, it, it's split in a way where it's two seasons. Mm-hmm. So th- there's there's this like middle period in the comics where it's kind of slow. But it picks up again. So as far as like my enjoyment goes, it was rising. Plateaus a bit. Dies down a little bit. And then just goes all the way up, all the way until the very end. 
So I highly recommend it. Yeah. And for those of you who want a summary of it, a Sparks Notes version of it, so Irredeemable is sort of a take on what would happen if Superman was evil. And as you can see from the past few months, especially if you've been caught up on superhero films in general, you've seen stuff like The Boys, you've seen Invincible, where they've taken the same concept and flipped it and made a story out of it. This is just one of those many uh, ideas. And I think Irredeemable is probably going to be made into a show. Pretty sure. Probably animated. But it's probably going to be made into a show. And it truly deserves it. Truly deserves it. Highly recommend it. Um, just to give more info information, this one goes... Irredeemable goes headstrong on the evil superhuman, uh, Superman thing. Like, he will... Like, this is the type of super Superman that will decimate an entire planet. Or at least threatening it. He will do it. He's not playing around. He's not trying to, like, play pol politics or anything like that. He will kill everybody. Alright? But the the thing that I love the most about Irredeemable is that you have this one character. I'm not gonna spoil it. He's just my favorite character, though. Um, you can probably tell who's my favorite character if you read it, but... That character is literally going to use nothing but his intelligence to win. Well, he, he, has, an, he has a very overpowered um, ability. But at the same time, you won't necessarily know how overpowered it is until he finesses it and uses his brain to like maximize his, that potential. But you'll see. But you'll see. Literally, like it, it's, it's so sweet to see how it plays out because you're just trying to, you're trying to stop like a very um how do you say it? like an impenetrable force with nothing but strategy right and that, that's why i really love this comic book it's pretty good it's pretty good but I, yeah i recommend you binge watch it it's 35 issues you know yeah. it's like attack on titan well no attack on titan's longer but this one's 35 issues instead of 50 i feel like evil versions of superhero it's it's the coolest thing if the original superhero isn't also in the show. For example, like evil Superman versus Superman sucks. Why? Because Superman's in the show, so you know Superman's going to win, and they're never going to do anything too bad. But if it's like the show dedicated to an evil version of Superman, it's dope because you could have him do all the things that Superman can do, but he won't do because he's good. So I feel like I feel like what was it when um DC did the, the whole thing where there's a whole dark universe where it shows the most evil version of all the superheroes and it looks dope. But the issue is, yeah, now you're gonna put them in the world with the regular superheroes and you know no matter how bad it gets, eventually they're gonna lose and it's just like oh, and it's not gonna be satisfying. Like oh, the superhero always wins, but it's like in a completely unsatisfying way, where it's like Superman versus evil Superman. Well, Superman just has to Superman. To beat the evil Superman, yay! Versus, <laughs> if it's like a whole universe versus just an actual evil Superman, it's like, oh, they gotta try everything they can just to stop the Superman, because they don't have another Superman to conquer. They just have to work with what they got. So it's mm. always more. Yeah, yeah. Irredeemable, irre irredeemable definitely doesn't use that trope where you just hit Superman with another one that's equal to him. Um. So in a way it does but it's it's a complicated sense it's like you never actually feel that the the evil superman is actually losing
but it feels yeah. it feels like there's some heroes in that universe that will be able to take him down one on one. But the the overall the overall premise for uh, Irredeemable is that the the writer keeps ramping up <laughs> his advantages. <laughs> like the evil Superman's already OP, and he just keeps um, writing himself into a corner because he keeps. Oh, uh, he keeps uh, putting more advantages into his side <laughs> even further it's, it's 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 so it's so entertaining to like read but yeah highly recommended highly recommended all right but uh yes we are now nearing the end of this show so just to end off with our concluding thoughts make sure you guys again if you guys want to you know come and join and chat with us uh discuss some of the things that we've talked about in the podcast make sure you tune in every thursday 12 p.m eastern time uh, so you can just chat with us live. But if you can't do that, that's fine. Um, you can catch the recorded version of the podcast, which is going to be on youtube.com slash hidden messiah. Actually, I don't even know if I have that I, uh, URL. Just type in just type in hidden messiah, like hidden as in hidden Lee village and then messiah as an M-A-S-A-Y-A. Then you'll see the, the full recorded podcast over there. If you want to see the clips, then you have to type in Messiah and Jerb, but we're not popping, so you have to type in Messiah and Jerb Attack on Titan or Messiah and Jerb uh, Invincible. Hopefully, it'll pop up. Messiah yeah. and Jerb is going to ask you. It's going to show results for Messiah and Herb. It's going to ask you, oh, do you want to search for Messiah and Jerb? And you've got to click Messiah and Jerb. And then they can show Why they got you as Herb? <laughs> All right. Hey, that's, that's a disrespect. All right. Uh, but anyways, thank you for you know uh viewing the show for everybody that came through and uh yeah do you have anything else that you want to say before we end it okay very cringy and edgy and anime are you ready for your first lecture next week I'm already thinking what the lecture gonna be. I, the one reason I had to do a lecture, I, I even suddenly started thinking like, okay, when am I gonna? Yeah, gotta, you'll start off first next time, and I'll and I'll and I'll do the last lecture. Or do you want to flip it? Do you want to do the the second lecture? I'll do the first. I can't hear you. You do the first one, and I do the second one. Okay, so that's the agenda next time. <laughs> But anyways, thank you for coming through. And I am Hidden Messiah and he and he is Jerbison and we are out. Peace.